All right, this is your sign. This is your permission slip to stop apologizing for how you're made. I want you to finally own all of who you are and what you're here to do. Around here, we challenge assumptions and we definitely charge accordingly because the life we want for ourselves and for the people that matter to us, it demands that we become masterful at the art and science of creating value. The kind of value that changes everything. So listen, you're the who, I'm talking to you. And this podcast is gonna lay out the how. Let's get into it. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Offer Design School podcast. Of course, my name is Taylor V, but this episode is a little bit different. And to be fully transparent, the episodes in general are going to be a bit different. One of the things that we have been discussing over here at the school, and if you don't know, I have a business partner. Her name is Jennifer. She helps run the school. She helped founded the school. It's a whole thing, but you haven't heard it on the podcast. And part of that was because that was our initial strategy. I would do a little bit more of the forward-facing things while she got some of the administrative things off the ground. And here's where we've landed. You need to hear from her. It's very simple. She's a coach. She has her own wisdom and perspective on many of the things that we're teaching, but also she really complements my perspective and gives me safety and space to really bring the depth of teaching to you and to bring the technical nature of what we do, the the knowledge part of that. And then she'll hug you and, you know, pat your back and make you feel better and tell you you're amazing and all that. And I think that that's really valuable, particularly in this space, particularly as humans who are committed to offering more and willing to study the art and science of that. So that's what it is. You'll hear from her a little bit later in the podcast, but I want to get us off and running because I want to talk to you today about the power of an offer. I think that there are a lot of conversations happening around just go make an offer but in that conversation it's kind of being defined as like an action that you take just go ask someone for money and then you've made an offer and I think that there's a difference I think there's a difference between asking someone for money and making an offer I think there's a difference between showing up for work and getting paid aka earning money and making money or in this case making an offer and so I think For our purposes, for those of us who resonate with the way that we teach and the work that we do at Offer Design School, we want to clear things up and we need to start at the fundamentals, the very first word in the school name, which is offer. I want to teach you about what it is and what the benefits of it are. So at our school, we define an offer as the experience that you create or the vehicle that holds the exchange of value. So in an isolated experience, You can exchange money sometimes, you can exchange time, you can exchange ideas, all of those carry value, you can exchange energy, all of those things are different types of value, but the container that holds that exchange, we call an offer. And the reason why we define it that way is because typically in the offer space, there needs to be more than one person in that equation. And so it's not just about what you get in the offer experience. It's also about what you receive in the offer experience. And so when you limit your definition of making an offer to just asking for money, you forget about what you're going to be receiving in addition to that money. And you also sometimes can overlook what you're being asked to deliver outside of the service or the outcome that you that you say you promise. 
promise. There's an experience that's being expected as well. So for us, we, we use a rather expansive definition of the word offer because we want you to think about it as there is a whole experience that is being uh, created or being made intentionally designed and inside of that experience what we're looking for is there to be an exchange of value for both parties that's how we define an offer now when you go out and you take this offer that you've made and part of that exchange is the exchange of money for time or the exchange of money for a product or a service we just call that being in business that versus motherhood we call that you know, being in a, you know, being an entrepreneur versus being someone's wife. But as a, as a husband or a wife or as a mother or as a daughter, you're still making and receiving offers. It's just the primary value that's being exchanged is not money typically in those relationships. But to be clear, some of y'all married somebody and money was a part of that conversation. And that's not altogether a bad thing. And that's something else we want to kind of highlight in this episode is the exchange of money doesn't change the relationship as in it doesn't um, devalue the relationship. The relationship can be equally as valuable as other relationships that you have that don't include money. It's just important to be clear when it does include money. So an offer, like we said, is just the experience where we exchange value Oftentimes in the context of business, that's the exchange of money or includes the exchange of money. But now I want to talk to you about what an offer actually does. See, when you go through the work of creating an experience or a vehicle where someone can give you money and you can give them an experience or give them some sort of outcome or other form of value... What you also do is create an option for them. They no longer have to accept life as it is. Why? Because you've offered them something. You've created an experience that will add to their life or maybe it removes something from their life. But either way, there are choices that are available to them now having been in your offer that were not available to them before. And that's really important to consider because when you you forget or when you reduce an offer down to just asking someone for money, you will often think that you are taking away their choice. You are taking away their sovereignty. But that's just because you're defining an offer as asking for money in exchange for an outcome. When you see an offer as an experience that you're inviting someone into where they're going to get something as well as they're going to give something, just like you're going to get something and you're going to give something, then everyone maintains their sovereignty in that exchange. And what you do is you take responsibility for that container or that vehicle and you say listen I'm gonna hold this thing so that we both have as much time and space as we need to make the choices that we want to make that is owning an offer that's ownership versus just trying to sell so the point of an offer is to create an option it's to create an experience that someone couldn't have had if you hadn't have shown up If you hadn't taken what matters to you and put it into a container or a vehicle that they could engage with, they wouldn't have the option for a different life or a different way of seeing things or a different way of being and moving in the world. The last kind of point that I want to really drive home is 
that many of the people that we work with and even ourselves are smart and we're saved. We, we have a relationship with God, a value for our relationship with God. And a lot of times when we insert money into the conversation, we will tell ourselves that money creates freedom. But that is a challenge when it comes to offer creation because if you see money as creating freedom, as in freedom for you, then it also means that when someone gives you money, you're taking away freedom. And who wants to sell if you believe that you are enslaving people or that you are stripping them of their own sovereignty just so that you can feel a little better on a Saturday. That's not who we are. And so when we want to protect or when when we're clear that that's not who we are, what we distance ourselves is from the sale. And it's really just confusion because that's not actually what money does. Money doesn't actually create freedom. Our faith creates freedom. Our belief systems create freedom or the lack of freedom. And what money does is create options. You will have a reduced number of options on this side of heaven if you lack money. You also can create options by having relationships, but those relationships will also need to have money. Not because money is somehow better, but because on this side of heaven, collectively as a, as a world, as a global entity, we've decided that money is the exchange for trust. So everyone at some point is going to have to play with, exchange, or possess money. And that's why money creates options. So when we talk about business, when we talk about offer creation, if none of your offers include the exchange of money, there's going to be a fundamental problem with you experiencing the freedom that you have. Not getting free, but actually witnessing it, experiencing the fullness of it, because on this side of heaven, it is about creating options, not creating freedom. You have freedom because you can change your mind, because you can change the way you see things. Anytime you can change your own opinion about something, that is an exercise of your will and an example of your freedom. But if you don't have money or relationships or other forms of value, you won't be able to express your freedom. You don't get to see the full bandwidth of your freedom. And That is why I, for me personally, and Jen can speak to this for herself, but that's why this school is so important to me to teach people how to create options so that we can really see what freedom looks like on them. So we can really see their authenticity. Everyone wants to be authentic, but not everyone commits to creating the options so that we can see what authenticity looks like on you. And that to me is sacred work. It's important work. It's what makes our work spiritual and not just a business decision. And it it drives to me and really informs many of our values. So Jen, I've, I've hogged the mic. Now you, you say something that makes everyone feel good. (laughs) Well, yeah, I love this conversation because it, it really is about the options that we're able to have and exercise, walk in, demonstrate, manifest when we understand what we bring to the table. And in this context, we're talking about that in the form of an offer. And one of the things I've been thinking about for the past couple of weeks is when you know that you have options, you are less likely to tolerate a lot of different things in a lot of different spaces. And I look at even the corporate world as a really good example where if you know that you bring this type of value and this skill set and this is the experience that 
you create. There's an input, there's an output that only you do. It's not just about like having an offer in the marketplace, but like, this is what I know I do. This is what I know I bring that is unique and individual. And you know how to leverage that. You know that you can leverage that anywhere you go. You can create money with that anywhere you go. You are less likely to tolerate toxicity. You're less likely to tolerate sexism. You're less likely to tolerate racism in any of the spaces that you want to be in. Recently, I was telling Taylor that I had an experience with a coworker in my corporate arena and it was after thinking about what I do and what we do at the school, but also like, this is what I bring. This is who I am. And this is something that God has given me to make manifest in the world that if I don't, it will never be like that's that is this is the specific thing that I do. And just really like sitting and accepting that, I think, too. I had an experience the other day with a coworker where the tone, <laughs> the tone was a little off. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of interruptions and a lot of condescending conversation of this is what you and your team is going to do and da, 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 da. And I felt my temperature rise. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really at the point where I'm going to either have to hang up this call <laughs> Or I'm going to have to say something because I can't. And I had some team members on the call too. So I really wanted to make sure that the atmosphere that I brought myself in, that my values could be expressed as well. So I spoke up and I said, this is what we're not going to do. And we can have this kind of conversation. And I value collaboration. And I think this is how that works. And it changed the entire tone of the conversation. That was very hard for me to do initially because I was like, I just felt mad. (laughs) So I didn't want to burst. But at the same time, it isn't something that's taught to us to own what we do. It isn't something that's taught or conditioned. It's not part of our upbringing all the time to say, this is who you are. When you walk in the room, this is what comes up. And if you're not in the room, this isn't available. And so for me, like to own, like, I have options. I don't have to be here. I don't have to tolerate anything in my space, in my world, that I don't want to exist there. And the two choices for me was changing the atmosphere or leaving. And so I chose to change the atmosphere um, for myself, um, but also that had some effects for the entire group that was on the call. But so that was really like a a really tangible experience of like some of this, the way that I've been thinking about what it means as a woman, as a black Christian woman to have an offer, to know that at any time, this is what I do and I can leverage this in corporate. I can leverage this outside of corporate entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship. I can leverage this to create the life that I want to have and the experience that I want to have at all times, yeah. however, however much money I want it to be, how, how frequent I want that to be. When I know that I can do that at any time, I'm just less available for right. the shenanigans. I think that's really good because what we are talking about here too is not just that you have the ability to create an offer in mm-hmm. any like one micro situation, mm-hmm. but like there is an, a self-awareness 
that you have that says, but in this particular container, this is what my offer looks like. But in that particular container, that's what it looks like. What isn't changing is the core offer because you're not changing. You're who you are and that's who you're made to be. And in each different environment, we're just seeing different manifestations of your core person. And I think that is a differentiator even between the way you and I talk about things versus other coaches, facilitators, teachers on this topic is that the offer is often reduced down to this one conversation that we're having. And for the purposes of marketing and sales, they're not wrong, but I don't think it's very helpful, particularly if you identify as a smart, saved person of color minority. That is a very limiting definition of an offer particularly because epigenetically we are very concerned about our relationships and our role in society and our role for the people that we're responsible for particularly if you're a christian you're probably not if you are excuse me if you are christian cultured not necessarily just christian in in name but if you're a christian cultured particularly in the south as a woman your perspective your your ownership of yourself is often under um under taught even under supported I don't know that that's even a word but like it's not a thing (laughs) that you just are this separate entity that has a voice and a value and are are an expression or manifestation of God himself on earth in this moment that's not a that's not a part of the culture now it is a part of our faith system like if you read scripture yeah but not so it it, it didn't quite make it through the (laughs) that didn't quite get translated Jen don't laugh at me I'm trying to be gracious to the (laughs) To the people who did such a diligent job writing all the verses down, somehow God's love for woman just didn't quite, (laughs) quite, (laughs) you know, into the sermon. It just, you know, it's in scripture, but it's not quite in the sermon. So anyways, the point is that if that's your culture, you, you may not even realize that you have the the ability, opportunity, and even, in my opinion, responsibility mm. to to know who you are and to offer it. Mm. And that offering is not an obligation. It's an opportunity for you to really see what does it look like to be God's best idea in this moment. And I don't think that that's something that we talk about And on top of that, to be his best idea and be able to make money from it. Mm. Like that is to me one of our most beautiful gifts that we've been given. Um, But that I think is, I think that's that's the point. That if I could leave you all with anything and and even Jen is like, what does it mean to you to have the ability to say, I don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm no longer obligated to endure this. I have an option. Mm. I can create an option. You know, I don't know. You tell me, but I'm like sitting with that. Yeah. And even in thinking about the options that you have, I also think that there is a thread to the options that you also create when you exercise your options. So what I mean by that is when when we live in the abundance of what is available to us and what we truly have access to, and we make decisions from that place of sovereignty and authority and love, not only does it leave less room and tolerance for us around toxicity or values that don't belong to us or behaviors that just aren't unacceptable, but it creates a demand for those spaces to recognize that this is intolerable. 
and it gives them options as well to say, do we want to continue doing this? So while there's initiatives around DEI and there's statements on the wall of values and this is our culture, when we elevate and really walk in the width and the spectrum of options that we have and show up, like you said, with authenticity around that, it elevates the game for everybody. Like, we just not going to keep having, you know, toxic Tommy (laughs) leading the companies. Like, it raises the standards so that they have options, especially when they want to attract the top, right? When we talk about it, even in the the realm of um, sales and marketing, like, I just can't. I just can't have this sleazy tactic. To, right. I just can't. You're just not gonna talk to me like that, right? <laughs> you just, you just not gonna, you not gonna reduce all my logic down to an objection that you just gonna manhandle and hand that back part. to me. Like you just not, because I'm the same intelligence that got on this call. <laughs> it's gonna be the same intelligence that pays you, so you gonna respect it. <laughs> Come correct. <laughs> It's amazing how you can get a standard when you don't have to deal with stuff. It's amazing. For sure. Yeah. We really wanted to set the tone for a new type of conversation in this episode and and kind of be more transparent about the necessity of our work. Not just as a, you can make more money, and you will, but it's bigger than just you making more money or you getting a promotion or mm-hmm. you you being able to finally get your business off the ground. Yeah, that's the, that's the work we're going to do. Of yes. course we're going to do that. But if you don't have a larger vision for, for the impact or the necessity, how critical it is that you get your business off the ground, how critical it is, not just for the money that you'll make, but for how you'll show up as an employee as you make mm-hmm. the money. Like all of this is very, very important for you and your personal business, but also for the companies that you work for, for the data that they're collecting about the choices that you make, you are impacting the world. And I want what you contribute to that conversation to be an offer that you want it to be, not just by virtue of having showed up. So listen to the next episode. Don't quit. Anything else, Jen? I'm good. All right. Bye, y'all. Talk soon.